0: Well, hello, and welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast. I am John O'Leary, and I'm so happy to share with you stories that empower you to do, to be, to achieve, and to impact more through your life. Maybe more simply said, I'm fired up to share with you stories that help you live inspired. After today's episode, I hope you share with your friends, your family, your colleagues, your letter carrier, your dog walker. That stranger seated next to you on the bus ride, that lady working out right next to you, the guy checking out in front of you. In other words, share with everyone that you're listening and that you are subscribing to the Live Inspired podcast. Together as a Live Inspired community, we can change the world. And now, let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to the Live Inspired podcast with John O'Leary. Question for you, how do you handle situations that feel like massive setbacks? How do you react when you're told it can't be done or you are not good enough or you are destined to be a failure? Well, my guest today is uniquely familiar with that feedback because he has received it many, many, many times. William Hung became infamous for his 2004 American Idol edition that went wildly viral singing Ricky Martin, She Bangs. William was mercilessly laughed off the stage by the judges. But I think those who laughed and those who judged and those who critiqued missed what was really happening during that audition. The power of an individual believing enough in their dreams to actually go show up and then go for it. Despite being sent home, his positive attitude won over audiences worldwide and led to a record deal with Koch, And two studio albums, the first, by the way, reached number one on the U.S. independent charts. Today, we'll have a wonderful conversation about taking chances, the courage to fail forward, the desire to perfectly be who you are, to become a champion by choice, and to smile every step along the way with American Idol favorite cast-off, William Hung. William, welcome to Live Inspired with John O'Leary.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Man, th- this is really an honor. Obviously, the vast majority of our audience are familiar with your story on American Idol, but I don't I don't think they really know your story. For those who are newer to the arena of William Hung, tell us about you. What what are you doing today? What are you working on?
1: Well, you know how most speakers, coaches, and consultants, they struggle to get their message out there in a the way that people care about them. I have a system to help them craft a message so that they can start growing their business again.
0: And you've learned that through the School of Hard Knocks, through your own journey through life and through the ups and the downs that came with it. Oh, absolutely. So William, let's talk about that journey, man. You grew up not in California, but in Hong Kong. How long did you grow up in Hong Kong?
1: Uh, I was there for about 10 years. I was born in 1982. I moved to United States with my parents around 93. So that's that's how I got started, and I've been living in the United States for over 20 years. Uh,
0: in listening to another interview, you shared that your mother was a great encourager to you. You said that in Hong Kong, it's very common for parents to have extraordinary high standards and that if you even finish in second place ever on a test, on a race, on whatever, that you are disciplined and that your mother's feedback was always that y- you are special. Try your best, and in doing your best, it's enough, William.
1: Yes, and that was very encouraging because I saw how much pressure mentally and emotionally my other classmates and peers were going through at the time because it was a very competitive school system. Uh, and everybody wants to go to the good schools. They don't want to end up in a bad school, end up being in the mafia in Hong Kong because right. it's actually very common. Yeah, it's a, it's a common problem.
0: Your, your mother also said to you, William, you have a choice to make. You can be happy or you can be upset. And it's your choice. Uh, she didn't teach me that one, but but, but the, the way she approached
1: life and the way she taught me, it allows me to make those kind of choices.
0: So let's talk about how you ended up at UC Berkeley. What, what, what were you studying at UC Berkeley? Civil engineering. What were you hoping to do with civil engineering? I was
1: doing good with math and science in high school. So I thought that it will be fun for me to become a civil engineer. But once I got into college, I had a hard time. Like initially, I thought, wow, it was a dream come true uh, to to get into uh, Berkeley to study for civil engineering because it was the number one school and it still is one of the the top schools. But sometimes things happen for a reason. (laughs) You just have to find your next open door.
0: So you're struggling a little bit during school and, and by struggling, we're not saying that you had a couple A minuses and B pluses. You, you really had some areas no. that you were struggling mightily academically.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I, I was actually on academic probation. I was uh, scared to just get kicked out, be, ashamed, be a shameful Asian that, that didn't make it, you know? So yeah, I was definitely worried.
0: A talent show at Berkeley begins to change the journey forward. Talk about what talent show you signed up for. This is before American Idol. This is just at Berkeley. Tell me what happens there. So one day
1: I saw this poster for a school talent show. And I thought to myself, I got nothing to lose. Uh, Something has to change in my life. So I went for it. I sang Ricky Martin's She (laughs) Bangs. And by by my surprise, I won the talent show. So that's what gave me the confidence to audition for American Idol. So,
0: dude, let's talk about Shebangs by Ricky Martin just for a moment. Is this like your shower song? Is this a song that you love? We all we all have one, man. Mine's my, my Jean Valjean from Les Mis. I have a very good Jean Valjean in the shower. So uh, is this the song that you just kind of just you got a hold of and you love singing?
1: I love singing, but it's not a shower song. My shower <laughs> songs are, are actually it's just random music from different video games and soundtracks. Right. So, but it's, but it's a really unique song. It's not the same as anything else at the time. So that's why I thought, oh, this is so fun. It's so catchy. So that's why I couldn't resist.
0: Now tell me, William, had you ever been on a talent show before? Uh, yes. Well, it just it's just it's something that I don't
1: talk very much about. I, w- I was in a few talent shows back in Hong Kong or back in Berkeley, but none of those really panned out.
0: So this one does pan out. You get the standing note from the student body. You win yeah. that evening. And then when do you get the next opportunity to uh, to take your talents to an even higher level at American Idol?
1: Actually, not, lo- not long afterwards, a few days later, I heard on Fox News that they had the auditions going on in and- and San Francisco. So I-, I decided to try. I took a couple of days off school and see what happens.
0: William, when you went on American Idol that very first time, w- what was your goal in attending? What were you trying for?
1: I thought about just putting myself out there and see if I could make it big. Uh, but-, but I also knew my chances very small. So I didn't, I wouldn't feel bad if I didn't make it.
0: So you, you made it through a couple kind of trial runs and then you have- That's right. You have the real opportunity when you walk out there on stage in front of the three big judges. And th- this is, I think, season three of American Idol. Is that correct? That's correct. They are at the top of their game, man. And their faces are synonymous with like, holy cow. Like there's Simon, there's Paulo, there are the guys, man. When you walked out there on stage <laughs> the very first time, how'd you feel? Nervous.
1: <laughs> that's. I didn't. I didn't really say that, but I showed it during my audition. I felt like I was doing like samba exercises. <laughs>
0: not my <laughs> proudest moment. <laughs> well, it may not become your proudest moment, but it's going to become one of the life-changing moments in your journey. As you, that's that's for sure. As you begin singing this Ricky Martin song, are you looking at the judges? Do you look over their heads? Are your eyes shut? Where, where's your attention focused?
1: I was looking at the judges all the way. Uh, I knew, I knew right away I'm not gonna make it because right uh, when I started singing, you probably remember this on the video. Randy covered up his face with yes. a sheet of paper, and he couldn't stop laughing. Paula was getting into the groove, and I kept going. Yes. And but then Simon is just like
0: crossing his arms. He's like, no, whatever. <laughs> Your conversation with Simon. I think none of us would look forward to a conversation with Simon. Like, it it puts the fear in all of us. You get to come face-to-face with Simon. Do you remember what he says to you? Of course. You can't sing.
1: You can't dance. So what are you going to say? And I just took a deep breath. I looked down. I I was disappointed. But then I responded by saying, I already gave my best. I have no regrets at all.
0: In saying that you had this beautiful smile and peace, as I see it, peace that comes across your face, and that it it seems immediately to begin going viral, if you will. Simon may have ignored you, but right away, Paula responds to what you said. Do you remember what she said? Of course. Oh, good for you. That's the best attitude yet. I
1: said I had no professional training. And Simon goes, no. Well, there's no surprise in the century.
0: (laughs) Th- there's your big conversation with the three judges. It does not go seemingly well at all. It ends in disgrace. You are laughed off the stage. Randy never really looks up. Paula waves goodbye, yeah. and Simon shoes you to the side. And that's that. Mm-hmm. That's the end of it. Right. That's why I thought to. And then the tape plays of that audition. And when did you begin to realize, oh, my gosh, uh, they actually played that audition And then when did you recognize, William, that this thing is beginning to go big? Right after they broadcast my audition,
1: I got like hundreds of emails for performance and interview opportunities. And then the next day, when I went back to class, one of the class uh, for civil engineering, I think, uh, the professor showed my audition. And then hundreds of students, they reacted like, oh, my God, I saw this guy on TV last night. And then as I was about to exit the class and try to pretend nothing happened, some people wouldn't let me. They would block the exit, and then they would go like, may I have your picture? May I have your autograph? You can't just leave us like this. Yeah. And then all of it, I know that, that that's the point where my my life could never go
0: back to normal. When that begins happening in your civil engineering class, and the professor is playing this video, it sounds like he did not even know yes. you were in the room. Is that accurate? No, he knows.
1: So he 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 planned it. Yeah.
0: So he knew you were in the room. Your fellow students are blocking the door. Do you think they are celebrating you, or are they mocking you, or is it a blend of yes? It's hard to say.
1: But I think they're celebrating me because because the way they came across. They wanted to the picture. They, they always say like, oh, this takes so much courage. Yes. I admire you. Yeah, yeah. Those are the things I hear from people.
0: So when I decided to do this interview with you, it's what struck with me as well that this kid comes over from Hong Kong, isn't doing great in school, decides to make a go of it professionally as a singer, gets mocked and laughed and shooed to the side, and that rises up again. So you begin this rise back up. You get interviewed on all these different shows, including Jay Leno, Ellen, hundreds of others. Did you yes. did you make a decision early on to say yes or were were you like haltingly going forward with this stream I would
1: say it took me a couple of weeks to really to really commit to this one of my classmates he mentioned to me that William you only got one chance to take advantage of this you don't want to have regret later in your life and that's why I got, went with because I know that I also have like a couple pastors, a couple classmates that didn't want me to continue. Mm-hmm. They want me to just keep my head down, go back to school. But I didn't feel right. I felt like other people, they were you know, selling stuff, using my image. They were talking about me everywhere. It's like, wow, 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 wow. I got I to gotta step in here because... Otherwise, it's, it's not, and it's not, the primary motivation is not just money. I think the primary motivation was also how some people, they make things up about me,
0: yes. <laughs> including
1: how I committed a suicide. It's like, that's not funny. Yes. I don't know how you came up with that
0: one. So the lies are beginning and you're ready to talk about what is true rather than have someone else tell your story for you. Yes, yes, that's the biggest thing. I understand, went back to student teaching. Is that accurate? Yes, many years later. So uh, how about before we get to many years later, we talk more about in interviews with like Jay Leno and Ellen and, and the others that you were part of. What do you think it was, William, about the way you sang that song and the way those judges judged you and the way you responded that fueled this thing to go as big and as viral as it did? I
1: was at the right place at the right time. When I watched the uh, previous auditions from the same audition year, I noticed that when, when other people, they didn't make it, they would get really angry and upset at the judges. One of the gentlemen would even throw a water bottle and have to be escorted by security. And I was, I was thinking to myself, well, I didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. The judges were just trying to do their jobs. They were playing their roles. I don't need to get that angry and get, up, get upset about this.
0: When did you decide to record your own album? The record company wanted me to
1: do it, uh, so it, it there was it was one of those crazy moments during one of the uh, a volleyball game at Berkeley. Uh, the record company, Koch former record company, Koch Records. They gave me this twenty five thousand dollar check for a college student <laughs> like me. So that's when it happened.
0: Were you surprised that it went number one on the independent album for the year?
1: Oh, absolutely. I had I had no expectations that, that any of this would would go to, go anywhere but it was incredible
0: how, how, how everything panned out. So you, you said the right place the right time as far as why this thing went as big as it did, but it's more, I think you are a huge part of it and your response, your joy, and your authenticity is attractive. I think actually people enjoy that more than they enjoy the performances that people were hitting the notes just right on. So what is it yeah. about you that you think makes you different in some regards than many of the other contestants? I feel that I could live up to the true mission for entertainment. It doesn't
1: matter if you have the most talented or not. It matters more that you can bring happiness with your entertainment. Just have fun with people, you know, dance however you want to dance, sing however you want to sing. But get people to, to enjoy the experience with you.
0: William, a lot of us have been shamed in ways smaller than Simon on national television telling us that we have no voice, we cannot dance. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? We, we deal with disappointments in school and professionally and financially and relationships. We, we deal with it all the time. And yet you keep stepping forward <laughs> with that smile on your face and those dance moves all around you and that voice being lit up. How do you personally choose Joy Daily?
1: I have to find the the positive things, uh, for even from a negative situation, because there's always going to be negative things going on. Not everything's going to go your way, so I look at the 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 wins that I have. For example, let's say right now I'm not at the top in terms of professional speaking, entertainment, whatever. Right? I'm not the next Brad Pitt mm-hmm. right? or the next you know Asian Ricky Martin. And that's <laughs> even, uh, even though I'm working my way there <laughs> towards that. But I look at all the, the good things that I've been able to do to people, tens of thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of even millions at the time. I made an impact, uh, impression that, you know, maybe it's okay, like you said earlier in the, in the intro, intro, to fail forward, to try things in life.
0: I'm going to share a couple of quotes that I've heard you speak in the past, and, and then I'd like you to add a little bit of color to what you meant when you said this. You are already unique. You are already special. Keep believing in that truth. Do not give up, and you will succeed. Well, everybody has has something different
1: to offer. I think right now, at the with this information age, it's very very difficult to pioneer something completely new, people never heard of, mm-hmm. and then you are the next, you know, Einstein. With that being said, there's still a lot of room to solve a problem that people need solving, whatever it is, finance health, relationships. Uh, so it's, it's a matter of uh, putting your story and experience together and then finding the audience that resonates with you.
0: Wow. Well said. You also wrote, I'm infamous. And some people think a joke. And that doesn't make me feel good because I'm a genuine person, but I don't let it get to me because I am who I am. It's a beautiful quote, William. Tell me w- what it means.
1: I really don't like the word infamous at all, but I understand where it comes from because sometimes uh, people see things the wrong way or perhaps I may have done something, I don't know. But I mean, some people think that maybe my my American Idol audition is portraying Asian stereotypes. It makes it harder for the legitimate Asian talent to make it to Hollywood. But at the same time, I'm not going to regret trying out on American Idol because it's just one of the many things I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. If, that's something, if that didn't work out, I'm going to try other things. And I'm sure the listeners and everybody else will do the same thing. So what's wrong with trying and yes. putting
0: yourself out there? Right on. Two more quotes. It's not what they say, it's what you choose to hear. That's a great one. Tell me what that means to you.
1: Oh, that's so important. It's one of my life philosophies uh, because people can be, can be very nasty, very negative at times. They, they could say things like, you're not made for that yes. you, you know and it, it, it don't, they don't say it that way but, but I remember one of my one of my colleagues up here, uh, she said like you don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur you don't have what it takes just stay with your job retire with a nice nice pension whatever but, but I don't resonate with that I believe in creating my own luck. That's the thing about what you choose to hear right yeah. because if I choose to hear that and and, and believe in that that I'm not gonna take any action to create a, a, a new life or putting myself out there. I'm just going to you know, clock in and clock out in my cubicle.
0: Mm. I wrote like dozens of quotes, but this last one was my favorite. Looking back, and this is again from William Hung, looking back at the American Idol experience, I realized that Randy was smiling. Paula was smiling. Even Simon was smiling. I realized when people saw me, I freed them to smile. Tell me why you said that and what it means. The last couple of lines, it came from a recent TED
1: Talk. And that's the most important thing. Because when I inspire people to smile, it means that that I made a difference for somebody's life. That's why it's so meaningful and it's so impactful. It's, It's more important than anything else.
0: When American Idol came back on air and they had that huge reunion party and they could have brought on any, any, any talent and even Simon shows up for it. After Simon enters onto the stage and is celebrated by this auditorium, the very first guest they bring out is? William Hong. William Hong, man. Why do you think out of any guest in the world, out of all those seasons, all those, all that talent, man, they chose you?
1: The interesting thing about my audition is that somehow, because of my audition, more people, they want to not only just try to be on American Idol, Somehow, some reason, after my audition, there's Singapore Idol, there's Malaysian Idol, there's Icelandic Idol, there's China Idol, mm-hmm. India mm-hmm. Idol. It's crazy. And then you have this, as you probably know today, there's The Voice, there's the America's Got Talent. It's absolutely insane. It's, it's somehow I inspire more people to put themselves out there.
0: Yes. You are still putting yourself out there. You played for corporations, for schools. You played the Rose Bowl, 60,000 people live. What are you working on right now, professionally?
1: I am speaking quite a bit. I actually uh, spoke in Canada and Singapore last year, uh, and I spoke in many states, so I want to be doing more
0: of that. William, when you speak, and you have the audience in front of you, what, what are a few of the messages that you hope they may take home from your story and from your experiences? I want them
1: to choose to be happy with their lives. Like I said earlier, even though I didn't say the same thing, you could blame the circumstances or you could leverage them. You could turn it around into something positive. That's what I want people to take away.
0: When you look back at that experience from 2004, I, I'm gonna ask this question in two different ways. The positive feedback, the people who hug you and get their selfies with you and say, hey, man, because of you, because of your courage, I now put myself out there. I now show up fully and wholeheartedly. I I go into the arena, and I don't apologize for falling forward. Right. How how does that make you feel? Phenomenal. (laughs) It feels
1: like I'm the icon of inspiration. So that feels feels great.
0: And then, William, for— the trolls out there and there's an army of them that are judging everything and everybody who's ever shown up for anything else as they sit in their uh, their parents' basement critiquing everybody else. You received a lot of negative flack for that performance. You received a lot of criticism yes. and worse. How do you respond to those who are incredibly negative about your performance and about your life?
1: I usually just focus on the constructive feedback that mm. could that could help me rise to the next level. Uh, but then I need to ignore and let the other people go because I don't feel the need to justify my value. I think that's the, that's, that's the wrong thing to do nowadays uh, because you can't really please everybody. It's, in, it's impossible. Yes. So focus on your tribe, your fans, uh, focus on people that you can make a difference.
0: When you are speaking for organizations, do we still get to hear that hear that beautiful song yes. and see those dance moves?
1: Y- y- yes, yeah, yes. That's actually my one of my secret sauce. <laughs> I you I people ask me if I still sing, and I tell them I, I usually only sing during my speeches.
0: Well, I, I won't put you on the spot right now, but I, I do want you to know <laughs> that uh, your song was was fine your spirit was incredibly attractive and your eyes and your joy and the fact that you showed up unapologetically giving everything you had. I think that's why you went viral. And that's why we're doing this show. And that's why you're making a difference the way you are in the community today. Thank you. William Hung, as we get ready to go into the Live Inspired 7, my final question during this interview for you is this. Brother, you have done a lot, achieved some great things. What's next for you?
1: What's next for me is that I have a new book coming out called Champion by Choice. It's already available on Amazon, and the idea is to inspire people to choose to be happy by rising above the
0: haters. (laughs) Well, man, I'm on the call right now with the man who's risen above the haters. So, uh, William, as we move toward the conclusion of every podcast, all of our guests are asked seven questions. We call them the Live Inspired Seven. They are mm. questions that tether all of us together man. So question number 1 for the great William Hung is William, what is the best book you have ever read?
1: I would say Tap Into Wealth. I love that one. What is Tap Into Wealth about? The idea is that you can tap into your mindset about money. Then one of my mentors recommended that. It's it's so phenomenal because uh, you could like tell things to yourself. It's almost like you're changing your your self talk. Mm. And then you tap your forehead, you tap the wrist. And then if you do that enough times, you you change your mindset about the, the money and then you can make more, better choices about your money.
0: You'll see a lot of our listeners tapping their foreheads going forward. And I'll be one of them. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it, William Hung. William, what's one positive characteristic, one trait that you possessed as a little boy in Hong Kong that you wish you exhibited as brilliantly today?
1: I still have that kid in me. I always do. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big guy now, but I'm a little kid in my heart. So I, I, right now, I'm experimenting, researching like game theory into communication and see how I can make those two work together.
0: Wow, cool. If your home caught fire and all living things are out, your, your wife, your family, your animals, and you have an opportunity to run in and grab one item, what's the one item you would grab?
1: My wallet. I'm very very practical. If I have my wallet, I could uh, solve the other problems once the fire is done.
0: Perfect. If you could sit on a bench overlooking a beach and have a long conversation with anyone living or dead, who would you want to be seated right next to? Ricky Martin. Oh, that's awesome. What is the very first question you would ask Ricky Martin?
1: I actually met him
0: uh, because he
1: invited me to perform uh, in Las Vegas last year. But I really still want to get to know more about him because he's more than an artist, like he's so, he's so humanitarian. He, he contributes to the, the, to the solution to problems in Puerto Rico. So I, I want to ask, the first question I probably ask him is like, what kind of impact do you want your music to make to mm-hmm. people, to your audience? What do you think his answer back is? I'm thinking inspire the people in Latin America to enjoy a better life, to re- really be happier in, within themselves.
0: What was it like, and this is, of course, completely off script, but here we go. What was it like performing with Ricky Martin in Las Vegas?
1: It felt so surreal (laughs) because it took so many tries over the years, and it finally happened last year. I was just shell-shocked, and to this day, (laughs) I still am.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice I received is from one of my new mentors and business coach. She told me that the only way you can fail is if you
0: give up. William, you do not seem like the kind of guy who gives up very easily. No. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? This kid who uh, has been in the U.S. for for a few years, you're struggling a little bit in school. So what, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self?
1: Maybe find a true talent instead of just randomly putting myself out there on American Idol.
0: And had you found that true talent, you and I aren't speaking today, and there aren't tens of millions of people who have been inspired by your willingness to go. So uh, I hear what you're saying, but I think your inner voice showed you the right way. Yeah. William, it has been said that all great people can have their lives summed up in one sentence. How would you like your one sentence to read? Mm. Live your best life and have no regrets. William Hung, you have indeed taught us to live our best life going forward, to sing out whatever song is on our hearts, whether Jean Valjean or Ricky Martin, and to believe that uh, that we are worthy and that the best days remain in front of us. but in order to really uh, achieve that, you gotta show up, you gotta go. So thank you for paving the way forward. You're welcome. William, we want to thank you for being part of our show. My friends, that is William Hung. This is John O'Leary and today is your day. Show up and live inspired. My friends, thank you so much for listening to today's Live Inspire podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at podcast at com with your feedback, maybe your guest suggestions for future shows, stories on how this podcast has helped you live more inspired, or questions that you have for me. Again, send that email to me at podcast at johnolearyinspires.com. I can't wait to share with you the next episode.